You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. What are you guys? Are you guys still playing Uncharted on the PS4? Is that what you were playing last time we were no, talking? No, we've been we, we finished that uh, a while ago, or at least the first the first one. We're gonna move on to the second one. Yeah. We're still playing uh, Tomb Raider actually, and uh, oh cool, uh, made some progress. We, the last time we had stopped, we were like getting towards what we thought was the climax. Like, well, we got to be towards the end of the game. We've already put like twenty hours into this thing. Uh, they're clearly leading up to something here. Uh, they're at the point of the game. You always know when you're, you're near the end of a game when all of a sudden it's asking you to do everything that you've learned throughout the game, right? Like all the and different learned, skills. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is like Metroid, right? I got to use all the fucking weapons and shit. Um, big action set piece. I was like, oh, this is it. This is a cool way to end the game. And then, nope, there's still more game to be had, more, more skill stuff. Uh, I don't know. Have you played any of those uh, Tomb Raider games? The I played the first one, that, that reboot. It got a lot of press, like, because of all the different ways the character died. They thought it was kind of torture porn. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of that. And they're, like, disturbing about this. It's it's a little bit of it. But, um, <laughs> no, I liked the game. I I don't know. I guess you're right. Now that I think about <laughs> it, yeah, especially in, in, in that first one, yeah. Like, near the end, you ended up having to use, like, all the different skills that you had learned. But then it's um, not the end. Like, when's the fucking end of this game? Oh, it, it'll it'll happen. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> they, Thanks. They, well, the thing is, no. I mean, but Square had picked up this this property after Crystal Dynamics went under, mm-hmm. and Eidos Square ended up picking it up, and they did a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. um, but they they were definitely taking a, a page out of the book of like, like Far Cry and Fallout and oh, all you know, those like games that, that, that open world kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it seemed to be like perfect for Lara Croft like you're like wow this is the kind of environment that we needed a Tomb Raider game to be absolutely did you see that new movie that's based on this game I have not I've heard mixed things about it maybe we'll do it on the uh, podcast here when I finally finish yeah, the, uh, it, the game yeah it's it's not bad but it definitely um it tries to be a female empowerment story until the last like 10 minutes oh no yeah <laughs> how do you fuck that up in 2018 or whatever that came out. Well, they they, they do. All right. <laughs> so, well, listen to our uh, Tomb Raider so episode. To look forward to. Coming up uh, yeah, on the editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see anything new? We did see... Well, let's see. Um, not anything new. Uh, maybe some TV. You've still been going through uh, the seasons of Fargo and finally finished uh, Fargo Season 3. And, uh, man, not as strong as 2 or 1. In fact, nothing really beats that first season. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of them, mm-hmm. but uh, I'd say watch that first one. The first one's pretty great. And then they're all... Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Diminishing returns from that point on, but um, still on our Guy Ritchie kick. And uh, Jenna had not seen Lock Stock. Shut up! <laughs> Listen, this is what we do. We did it last year with um, who was the director we were going through? Oh, well, Quentin Tarantino. We did all the Quentin Tarantino movies. And oh, now, uh, so Jenna's just discovered Guy Ritchie thanks to this podcast. I'm sure other people can say the same out there. So going through all the Guy Ritchie movies and went back to the beginning to see Lock Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, which I hadn't seen. Uh. Jesus, since 1998 when it came out, I think. Uh, and you and wow. I talked about it on our Snatch episode. And at the time, both it. of us said, yeah, that we, we yeah. thought it was better than Snatch, right? I still stand by that. Do you, really? when, I still haven't seen it. Now, when's the last time you saw it, Joe? Because I would challenge that nowadays. Probably, I mean, you could challenge it all you want. What I like <laughs> is what I like, and it's a very subjective thing. I'm just saying my memory oh. was that I liked it better, <laughs> but having revisited both of them within months now, uh, no, I cannot say that. Uh, you can definitely see the, the beginnings of the Guy Ritchie uh, formula. 
in this one, but everything he does in this movie, I think he's done better in in his subsequent films. Uh, and this definitely yeah. feels like a low budget independent film, even though you know there's some special almost, effects. Almost like it would be his first movie, huh? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. So suck on that, Joe. <laughs> I think Lockstock is Guy Ritchie's Clerks, and that's why I appreciate it. <laughs> that that is an apt analogy. Yes, yeah, it feels like it. It even came out the same year, right? Uh, hey, speaking of which, did you know that Kevin Smith has a video game coming out on the Switch? About mall rats, right? The, yeah, the Jay and Silent Bob mall beatdown or something. Yeah, I just saw about that. T- I didn't know about it, it until like, today. It comes out like a week. Oh, okay. well, good. Yeah. That will give me something to tie me over until The Last of Us 2. So you picked up a PS4 Slim, uh, slightly used, yes? Hey, man, why you got to focus on the weight? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a refurb PS4, and I don't know if you've ever received it, like if you've ever ordered refurbed hardware. There's nothing wrong with it. It's sold to you as if, you know, it's like it's got all the warranty and stuff. <laughs> yes. But um they'll just kind of piece together like you don't get like like when you buy a PS4, you get stuff that is deliberately packaged together, like a black controller with a black system yeah. or like the Darth Vader controller with the Darth Vader system. But with this stuff, they'll just kind of slap together what's in the warehouse. So at the box, the box comes in, I open the box and right on top is a pink controller. <laughs> <laughs> You should be secure enough in your hey, manhood, you know, Joe. It doesn't matter what color the controller is. You know what? It doesn't matter because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm never looking at the controller. I'm watching the games that I'm playing them. And it's fun because it's a lot easier. I remember the, the Xbox One used to be really easy about this, and then it got a little complicated. Uh, but the PS4 is super easy to Twitch broadcast with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been I've been Twitch casting, playing some uh, some Kingdom Hearts. Playing, I'm going to start playing some Final Fantasy VII, uh, that remake. But I've started replaying uh, Kingdom Hearts, and just a, a quick background for anyone who doesn't know, Kingdom Hearts is kind of like uh, Square Enix's joint venture with Disney. So it's yes. all these Final Fantasy characters Super going weird. through Disney World. Uh, but it works. Somehow it works. Uh, and so I've been playing that with Harper watching it, and Sarah has told me, she's like, you should really start turning on your microphone when you're broadcasting that. Oh, no. Because... Harper starts telling us like these long stories about the histories of these like making up stories about these Disney characters oh, really? and why they're in these worlds and stuff. It is so funny. It's so cute. She's like, people will actually listen to that. I'm like, I don't know, will they? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, man, she got her uh, dad's uh, uh, creativity and improv. Gift. She's got her. Yeah. She's got her dad's gift of gab too. There you go. She she loves ah, to talk. So yeah, no, that's that's uh, that that's kind of what I've been up to there. Uh, you know, I forgot to do this last week, um, and and I I made a note. I actually made a note here to 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 be sure to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to thank you, Joel, you and Jenna, hmm? for being being a part of the big birthday surprise for Sarah uh, like two weekends ago. Oh, did we not talk about that on the, the podcast? We I didn't we talk did. about it. No, we didn't talk yeah, about that it. That was fun. So you know, we're in COVID quarantine america mm-hmm. and we can't like go and visit each other got to stay six feet apart from one another and it makes it hard to have gatherings like birthday gatherings stuff like that uh and so we had to kind of improvise when it came time for for like sarah's birthday celebration um her, her birthday falls on a weekday and so it was a little a little rough to kind of pull things together on mm-hmm. thursday so we kind of put we put together this uh this surprise birthday parade of like all of our closest friends and loved ones yeah. that came driving by and, <laughs> and uh, you know, wished uh, James and Sarah happy birthday. And uh, oh, wow. I have the video, I post the video on Facebook, but it's so funny when 
when Joel and Jenna come driving up, Jenna is like up out of the moonroof on top yeah. of the car, and she's like oh throwing, God. she's throwing confetti all over the yes. street. Oh, I'm sure the neighbors loved you. Dedication. We were holding up traffic really there cool. uh, in, in the little parade because it was about a dozen cars deep or something, right? And uh, you yeah. had it all planned out. You sent a little map. Here's the route where you're going to line up. Line up a quarter till one, and then at one o'clock, I'll give you the oh, signal. Wow. We'll all come through. I'm going to lure her out into the front yard. So we're all on time. Everything's ready to go. We get the signal. Oh, go, go, go. Uh, and then right as we're like pulling up on your house, you're like, hold on. <laughs> we have a poop, <laughs> poop alert. James just yes. uh, filled his diapers. And we're going to have to put this thing on hold for like five minutes. We, so, we, did. We, had, we had a little blowout situation. So here's a parade, 12 cars deep on your street, just a couple of houses away. Luckily, we're behind some bushes, so I don't think she saw the procession coming, right? But um, no, we, uh, we're all sitting there backing up traffic. And like I'm looking in my rearview mirror, and there are cars that one after another like pull up. Sit there for like 30 seconds, and then you see him do that 21-point turn, like turning around, going the other <laughs> yeah. way, realizing we ain't fucking going anywhere. Like, what is happening? Yeah. It was like a funeral on your oh, street. Oh, man. It was, it was great, though. I mean, I don't know if you watched the video, but I did. You, you, brought, you brought tears to her eye. It's oh, like it was, well, it was really a great surprise. We didn't do that, Joe. You did that with your careful and thoughtful planning. Husband of the year, thanks for making us all look bad. That's amazing, That's amazing Joe. <laughs> it was it was really fun. It was a fun deal. And again, I wanted to thank you. I feel bad that I forgot to do that last oh, week, but no. uh, but thank you for that. That was uh, that was really special. So, what about you, Tess? What have you been up to? Yeah, uh, watching movies, staying uh, away from people. I almost ran out of toilet paper uh, not too long ago, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> but luckily I was able to find some. <laughs> Before it was too, wait, too late. <laughs> wait, where did you find some? Yeah, well, because I went. <laughs> he quote unquote found some, Joe. No, right. Don't worry it. about it. <laughs> it fell off a truck. Oh, that sounds like I went on a ridiculous adventure. Harold <laughs> <Yes. laughs> no. and Kumar. <laughs> I I wish I wish it was that interested. Sadly, I went to Costco; they didn't have it, so I had to go to Target. <laughs> so it isn't as interesting as it you're did. right. That definitely, it's not as <laughs> no. lame. But no, but just been watching a couple movies. I checked out the Gentleman. Oh, after Joel uh, told us about it, yes, last week. it was great, great, love it. Thank you. Cool. Oh man, I, I love Matthew. I love Matthew McConaughey. He's fantastic. Again, I love him in just about everything. And just about everything he's in. Just and every time you <laughs> think that, like. Like, oh, he's just some dumb doofus actor who they can't really. Br- he's yeah. not a great actor. He's like fucking stoner from Days of Confused, right? All right, all right, all right. Make him fucking making fool himself. Won an Oscar. Ex- Wait, well, he did he for what? Movie. Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, that's right. He did, didn't Dallas he? Buyers. Yeah, yeah. And obviously nominated for Dark Tower. <laughs> for a Razzie. Oh my God! What? Oh my God! <laughs> an Eddie Award nomination does not count, Joe. <laughs> and what about Serenity? Don't don't forget that. Oh, how could that I? was a, that was an okay movie. <laughs> it was interesting, that was you know. Okay. I'll give it that. You know, it was okay. It was interesting. It happened. Wait a minute, you that know? did Just happen. Take out take out the naked Anne Hathaway parts. It was a movie <laughs> that had. It was a movie with with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> But no, the gentleman was good though. It was crazy. He had had a couple of crazy twists. Yes, right. Like from the beginning, like I mean, well, I mean, spoilers. No one's seen it. I don't know if we'll talk about it. Well, it's kind of told. There's a little bit of a Tarantino uh, flashback style to it. But yeah, the opening scene. Go ahead, Tess. Yeah, yeah. From the opening scene, like when uh when uh he walks into the bar and he's and he's on his phone and he's uh, talking to someone and out of nowhere you just see a shot. 
come from right behind him and you're and i'm like oh shit matthew mcconaughey's already dead like what how could you have a, a movie with him in it and he's only in it for like the first couple of movies because it's told in flashbacks spoiled it well i mean it's the beginning of it joe but it, it's a flashback <laughs> like joe said like joel said you'll you'll still enjoy it but then again i thought about yeah. it i just thought about uh wolf or wall street where he's barely in that movie as well oh that's true but it makes <laughs> a that, big impact for the Oh, that's right. He pulls a he pulls a a Ben Affleck like in the movie Boiler Room. He's only in the first yeah, couple minutes. That's right. Almost it's the same the role Alvin too from Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. There, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that movie. Still need to watch it. Yeah, dude. Mm. It's good. Hey, did you watch Bad Trip? No. What's that? <laughs> Not yet. I asked if you watched Bad Trip, the movie I was talking about last week. No, but I got it out. Of, I got it though. I, so I'm going to watch it though. Cool. Did you oh. watch American Ninja One and Two? You know what? I've been doing my homework. You, I, I've been doing my. I haven't watched any of the Rambo's. Listen, you just keep on watching the, the Gentleman and and, and films of quality. Test. Don't let Joe fucking make you watch I'm, these I'm, shitty movies. I have to do Joel that, movies. so you don't have to. I, I love. I love how. I love the editorializing. The Joel editorializing when he does the write ups for the uh, for the, the Facebook page. Hey, you are free to take like, that over. You can tell the ones that he's like. So we're going to be checking out this movie from Brian Dennehy. Movie over Russell Crowe, but that's actually, <laughs> but in no way does it actually top the the Oscar award winning masterpiece that is the Listen, actual Gladiator. We're all thinking it, Joe. I'm just I'm just pointing it out. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like I'm like leave a little mystery. Let the listeners wonder. They you know, already know where is this one going to rank. <laughs> they already know. If they're subscribing to this podcast. They know. Speaking of subscribers, uh, we had a, a Twitter follower reach out and uh, give us a, a recommendation recommendation for a film that we should review on a future episode of the editing bay a guy by the name of mark jones asked that we do uh ransom starring uh mel Mr. gibson jones. that's right and uh everybody loves me and don't want to belong i really want to sing along but the delay will not allow me don't to. know why and you don't know how and everybody knows don't want to be alone. That's right, Mr. Jones. Uh... We all want to be big, big stars. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie, Ransom? Do you know what I'm talking about? From, uh... Mr. Jones and no me. 1996, got Mel Gibson, Gary Sinise, Renee Russo. And uh, yeah, it's about a dude who uh, gets his, what, his and daughter? Schreiber. Who? Liev Schreiber's in it. Is he? Oh, there he is, yes. Liev Schreiber. Donnie Wahlberg is in this? Yeah. Oh, it sneaks yeah, up feel it. Really what? It's a uh, feel the vibration. I believe it was a, a Ron Delicious. Howard film. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Directed by Ron Howard. So Ron uh, Howard joint. Yeah. We, we may have to do that uh, on a future episode. I've added it to the list. And dear listener, if you have movies you would like added to the list, you can uh, do what Mark Jones, Mustard Jones did on uh, Twitter. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at The Editing Bay and uh, ask us there or do it on our Facebook page, which you'll hear about later, I'm sure. Okay, there you go. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> back, back to you, Joe. Back, back to you. <laughs> back to you, Joe. <laughs> this is the Eddie Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine's Joel. <laughs> it's Tess. <laughs> this, this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes good movies, sometimes bad movies, no matter what the case. Every week we will watch a movie, come back here and talk about it with each other and with you, yeah. our lovely Editing Bay listeners. We invite to take, uh, take part in the discussion. Go to Facebook.com slash Editing Bay or... In Facebook, find that search bar, type in the editing bay. There's that image with the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's right. where you can talk back to us and uh, let us know what you think about the movie of the week or if you have ideas for movies for us to watch in the future. Uh, 
you can either tweet us like Joel just talked about, like go. Mark Jones, uh, <laughs> or uh, you can put your suggestions on the Facebook page, uh, and we'll make sure we add it to the list this week. Mm. Tess's pick, oh. his makeup pick, since he had yeah. to, he had to do Gladiator last oh, week. Poor son. Tell us about this one. <laughs> well, this beautiful movie that I just found out about <laughs> last week is <laughs> came out actually on my birthday, November seventeen ninety two, starring. The ever captivating uh, actor Wesley Snipes. Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, yeah, Wesley Snipes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I have no idea who that woman even is. What? <laughs> you don't know who Elizabeth Hurley is? No. Oh, oh. Austin Powers? Oh, oh, yeah. I see. Honestly, I didn't know her name at all. I just knew her as being that very beautiful woman. Yes, she is. Uh, Austin Powers. And then when, yeah. I saw her, when I saw her in this, I was like, she looks younger, but I feel like I know that lady. Yes, she does. Yeah. yeah. Then when I, yeah, she's when a I baby in this movie. Oh man, she's yeah. a baby. I didn't. Movie, yeah, right? she is. <laughs> I decided to pick this movie after we were already talking about a '92 movie last week. So I was like, yeah, yeah makes sense. Let's go with another one. Let's go with another one. And this <sighs> one just so happened to be referenced in Brooklyn Nine Nine. So I thought, oh, really? You know what? Fuck it. Let's go with it. So Passenger Fifty Seven mm-hmm. is the movie we watched, directed by Kevin Hooks. Um, Kevin Hooks also gave us the movies Fled, Strictly Business, uh, the uh, Patrick Swayze movie Black Dog, and he did a shit ton of TV. He's oh. done. If you look at his credits, he's done so many episodes of TV shows. Um, the budget for this movie was fifteen million, brought in forty four million dollars. Hey, there you go. That's a success. Oh. A huge successful movie, yeah. This was this is the movie that put Wesley Snipes on the map. Really? I mean, other than New Jack City, that was his first movie. Yeah, there you go. Uh, And then and then they gave him they started giving him action roles. Um, I can see why. I'm not I'm not going to go through the other movies that came out in '92 because I just did that last week. You did. So so (laughs) we'll go ahead and just gloss over that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, So so you didn't know about this movie? You hadn't seen this movie before, Ted. I didn't know it existed at all. This was so you're saying that this was the first one that like started all of his action movies because you just yes. sent us the trailer for Drop Zone, and that's that's like the first one of the first movies I remember seeing in my life, like with my brothers. Yeah. And we loved all of Wesley Snipes' early movies. So the fact that this was another <laughs> one and this was like the first one that started off the genre of all those, that's crazy. Yeah, that never that I never knew it existed. Yeah, so- and it came out on my birthday, on my now, birthday. The, the first. First movie I remember seeing Wesley Snipes in, and it's funny because it goes into that whole Woody Harrelson connection because he's mm-hmm. done like three movies with Woody Harrelson. Uh, the I didn't even know that. First, the first one I remember seeing him in was this movie called Wildcats with Goldie Hawn, where she oh. plays this um, like a, a a gym teacher. Remember? Yeah, she's yes. like a, a, a girl's gym teacher that ended up losing her job, and the only other mm. job she could get was she's in the middle of this divorce proceeding with her husband and a custody battle for their kids. And she gets a job at this like inner city school as the new football coach. And like all these kids are like, they don't want to play for Wesley Snipes is one of them. Uh, Woody Harrelson is the quarterback. And, uh, and then they Mm. all end up kind of uniting behind her and have like the winning season or whatever. Um, That was the first, the first Wesley Snipes film. In fact, during the credits at the end, like the whole football team does like a rap, all the cast kind of try to do a rap. Like, like, man, that was so 80. (laughs) It's so eighties. Not unlike the old lady in this movie trying to do her Arsenio Hall impression. Oh my god! Like oh, that was awful. nothing is more cringeworthy than seeing like awkward old like urban rhymes and stuff. So obviously, at first glance, when you watch this movie, I think the first thing that comes to mind is okay. So this is a diehard clone. 
yes. Die Hard was a really <laughs> successful movie, a really successful <laughs> franchise. How do we clone this? Or, How do we keep doing more of these Die Hard films? Or as my wife liked to call it, Fly Hard. <laughs> because <laughs> I was like, it's like Die Hard on a plane. Like, yes, I'm totally sealing That's that great. and That's using great. it. It's mine now. There's a, there's a porno called Fly Hard. Is it really? <laughs> but the Mile High Club? Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. And then there's Soul Plane. Uh, wait, that's <laughs> the next movie too? Yeah. <laughs> Snakes on a Plane. That's a that's a porno too, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Dude, this movie was Shaft on a. Yeah, it was. <laughs> was Shaft on a Plane. Well, Shaft was great, basically. Shaft was great. So him on a plane would be amazing. Guys, no. So I'm struck by the fact that Tess like. Very mm-hmm. early on watching this movie, texts both of us. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, so I'm man. really enjoying this one so far. <laughs> Hi, I like it. <laughs> At what point did you think that you really liked this movie, Ted? Uh... <laughs> was it was it the opening credit sequence with the weird like slap in the bass theme yeah, song? Yeah, man, the, the sax, cool jazz sax. <laughs> who scored this movie? <laughs> I, I, the people who brought no you idea. the hold music, like all the entire score of this is it sounds like hold music. It doesn't fit the film. No, no, not at no, all. No. And then I'm sure there are sound cues, there are music cues that they steal straight from Die Hard that they've put in this movie. It sounds like it. Uh, but like, yeah, the soundtrack is like there's saxophone, there's like cool jazz, like synthesizers and stuff, all mm-hmm. in moments that don't feel like it. Like this doesn't fit the mood at all. Not only does it not fit the mood, it doesn't fit the era. Like this movie came out in 1992, not 1982. Like we will well past yeah. like cool smooth jazz. <laughs> Sounds like the Weather Channel music. Like everything, everything was a. And usually in movies, it's like actors and characters, like their caricatures of what they're supposed to be. But like mm-hmm. the music was a caricature of what oh, it was yeah. supposed to be. <laughs> the 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 cinematography, like at some points they shot at these weird. And I get they're trying to give you the idea and like the feeling that you're on a plane, so they shoot in these weird like dutched angles and stuff. Oh, but right. it got to the point where it felt like it felt like the '60s Batman TV show. Yes, where like the camera would just be like turned. I'm like, you don't have. Well, to do this and like we're on a plane like are we supposed to believe that the plane is banking at this moment like are, are we uh, descending or ascending <laughs> yes. is that the impression because at no point did i lose myself and think that i, I was actually watching these actors on a plane in the music the that's, moment that's right that never happened <laughs> that's one part of it though because i didn't expect it to be great i guess that's why i like going in i was like huh this is actually not so terrible. I like it so far. It's like it was around the time that he got to the airport. And <laughs> and speaking about the uh, the, Where the TSA agent, the oh yeah, yeah, agent place grab ball right right there the, in the airport. I was like, I mean, hey, just give him your number at least. See? I was like, he's cute, but still, man, everybody is looking at Wesley Snipes. Men and women are looking at Wesley Snipes. <laughs> the, entire mo- the, the entire chops. The entire movie. Yes, we should all be attracted. I'm like, oh my god! I was like, all right. I was like, I, and that's the thing. I was like, man, I guess Wesley Snipes really was the guy back at this time. I guess or whatever. But it's so, and, it, and it's so funny because it's 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 humbling at that same at that same point in that scene because he gets there and he's at the counter and I realize I was like, he has a huge pimple on the right side of his face <laughs> yes, and they're only so that's why they shot that whole scene from the left side and they're trying their hardest not to wrap it around and show this. <laughs> That was one of my notes. I was like, does Wesley Snipes have a huge zit on his face? Oh, fucking huge. Fucking huge crater. That's just popping right there. It's the only right. so much makeup. I'm like, oh, my God. 
<laughs> Guys, they wanted you to believe so hard that Wesley Snipes is a martial arts master in this movie. Dude, oh, I don't remember him ever feeling like now. So I know him mostly from the Blade movies. That's kind of when I when I discovered Wesley Snipes. Uh, d- did not see uh-huh. Passenger Fifty Seven when it came out. Sadly, in theaters. <laughs> um, you mean you didn't see the previous Passengers One through Fifty Six? I know. I was like, wow, this franchise really <laughs> taken off. How has it flown under the? Oh, no pun intended. Flown under the radar for so long to me. <laughs> You're full of the puns. <laughs> That's the oh thing. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I was like, wow, he's like he's like the black Jean Claude Van Damme. Some of the things they have him do. I don't remember him being yeah. like. What's his background? Is he he's an actor first, right? And then they just hired a trainer. <laughs> well, that would be questionable. <laughs> well, oh my God. The, the the fact that I have to ask this question, I think, is uh, indicative of his uh, acting abilities. He's not bad, but. He's no like Will but Smith. He's not you know? good. No, 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 he's definitely yeah. not a Will he's Smith. De- definitely not Will Smith. <laughs> whoa, Dude, speaking whoa. of which, did you guys see that the uh, the cast of Fresh Prince of Bel Air did like a Zoom uh, reunited really? Zoom thing? Man, everybody's doing oh, yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't wow. see that one, but I yes. Did you see the Goonies one that uh, Josh Gad hosted? The Goonies one with Josh Gad. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's the also Goonies. the Parks and Rec one that's going to be tomorrow night. Yes, excited about that. Although, oh. unclear yeah, as to whether they're too. doing it in character or it's just going to be like a reunion. Yes. They are doing it in character? Yeah, they're doing it in character. From what I understand, they did an interview with uh, Adam Scott on NPR today that I got to listen to like the last half of. Oh. And, uh, and yeah, it's like this kind of the the special like kind of catching back up with the characters nice. and they're all experiencing like the covid quarantine awesome and like what they're like it's kind of like them all kind of getting in contact with each other oh i love it yeah so um oh god what was i talking about we're talking about uh, uh the acting abilities of uh one wesley snipes shit oh oh yeah 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 he's he is definitely not a will smith yeah whoever they got to uh to train him though to do the uh the acrobatics like he's got pretty good form and he's like a tall lanky guy but uh he's really Sticking yeah. those punches, man. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of dexterity. Um, here's my thing. <laughs> Wesley Snipes is not a good actor. He's not a very good actor at all. No. Agreed. Uh, I guess it was smart of them then to put him up against uh, uh, an antagonist who is an even worse actor than he well, is. Well, this this movie, we, we call it Fly Hard, it, it does want to be Die Hard so bad down to the, uh, you know, the, the British antagonist and uh, the group of cronies that he brings along yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah. Is is he really British? Is that actor really British? Because I'm pretty sure I caught him losing his accent oh, really? like two or three times in the course of the film. <laughs> that would not surprise me. Oh, yeah. He ends up being the most uh, interesting character. Like, I don't want this movie to be called Passenger 57. It should be is called, he? like, Passenger 32 or whatever seat he was in because, uh, well, I, I want to know more about his what backstory. You don't want it. It should have been called Reign of Terror. <laughs> yeah. That's what they called all of his all of his terrorist actions. No, this guy was. I I disagree. Like this guy was horrible. I couldn't stand. It. Whenever he was oh on God. screen, I couldn't stand it. Like this guy, we get our introduction from him that he's under the knife or he's about to go under the knife for facial reconstructive surgery. Like (laughs) this is he is like if you were to write down if he did like a character biography, it is. My character is Charles Rain. Uh, I was abused as a child, so I became a terrorist for the goal of terrorism. <laughs> like, yes. that's it. He's got no he, other alternative. He's apparently motive. hijacked, like, four planes in the past that they know about, that this one yeah. guy has done this. <laughs> and he's, he's able to get away every time because, like you said in the opening scene, every he's time. going through plastic surgery. He's done this before. He changes his face every time to evade... Uh, and apparently... Apparently doesn't want any kind of like painkiller or gas or yes. like anesthesia. Like, he's about he's to go through like, major there surgery. Will be no pain. <laughs> I know. And this like 
I'm pretty sure they have to put you under, if not like apply some Novocaine. Like, doctor's not just going to take your word for it that you have a strong constitution. Like, uh, that's not how plastic surgery works. No. Well, and not just not just on that level, but also just from a storytelling standpoint, I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to cram like a character development into this one moment of like, like this guy is a true hard badass. Uh, you know, we we see he's cold, he's calculating, and we are going to illustrate that with him sitting on an operating table and refusing to get any kind of anesthesia before they cut his face open. But then why? So what's his plan there? So like he's looking at the clock. He's waiting for it to strike noon. So like I guess somehow he knows that this SWAT team is about no, wait, to bust in why. precisely at noon. Like why does he kill the Just doctor? Just to kill this doctor. And 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 honestly, in all realism, like would have killed himself. So first off, what hospital is this guy in that he's able to just like outrun cops? I don't know if you guys have ever tried to navigate hospitals, but sometimes those are some confusing ass places to get around. He's able to like run, get away from cops. These cops who get off the elevator and immediately start opening fire. (laughs) With their fucking AK-47s. I know. There's like (laughs) glasses of formaldehyde and stuff just like busting off the walls behind them. Like, wow, they're just indiscriminate. There are patients in these rooms. Shooting in a, in like, a waiting room they're shooting at this guy get away so they chase him and this guy through a window five floors up right at least and his fall is broken by an open umbrella (laughs) that's that's nothing the way he like falls through there like that is not breaking anybody's like that guy's dead like he's dead right he landed on a concrete he's dead movie's over he should have been dead (laughs) yes so, so, and the thing is, though, he gets away from that, runs away. And also, what hospitals have, like, outdoor cafes? <laughs> because it wasn't part of the hospital. As he's running away, there's a sign that says, Le Breakfast and Le Brunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're full service, Joe. So, so he's, he runs away. Like, he, this dynamic escape run, runs, jumps out a window, falls on a table and an umbrella, and is running. And they are ever in this movie. Both this guy and Wesley Snipes are ever running through crowds and shoving people. <laughs> there's, like, there's that one guy as he's running down like, the sidewalk no. that he clearly could have like gone around. He saw it coming. He could have he weaved a bit around. to the right. He like fucking heads towards this guy and oh. pushes him. So I hope that extra got like fucking hazard pay. You're, oh, you're yeah. talking about the dude who was just kind of standing and looking yes. up at the sky, right? Yes, this guy's back there. <laughs> he just, just shoves him. So he does all this all these different dynamic ways he gets away from the cops and then the scene ends how he gets caught he gets hit 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 by a car how uninteresting is that to build up your villain to try to make him look like a badass but he gets caught he just he just gets caught anyway this could have been way more interesting if somehow this guy escapes as Wesley Snipes and then decides to hijack it without, like, the FBI agents there and whatever. Like, But when you make it so he gets caught right in the beginning, I'm like, okay, the spare-ass <laughs> wannabe terrorist. <laughs> could, he couldn't even escape the SWAT team. You know, what are you talking about? But that's what happened. You've got that. I caught a lot of he, I, yeah. he did honestly three three times and also after he gets caught the second time they they walk him up to the plane right as when they're going to walk him up when they open the door to the plane then they're going to murder the villain like take him take him out get him and i'm like okay wait he's not armed <laughs> this doesn't seem 
seem legal. <laughs> yeah, you can't just do that. I mean, so the flashback scene. Oh, yeah, so the flashback Test. scene. So, so the scene that made Wesley Snipes the way that he is, because it starts <laughs> off with him being uh, with him being an angry cop, <laughs> mad at the world, not wanting to do anything except teach apparently teach Bro, flight attendants. But how, that scene is so cliche, too, where he's like, you could have gotten everybody killed. <laughs> You could have right. got everybody killed doing that stuff. It's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and she's all, what I mean? And, and the thing is, like, I would understand if they were all like, I was under the impression he was training other agents. Yeah. And not like actual flight. flight. When I found flight. out, I found out he was training flight attendants. I was like, yeah. Yo, calm down. <laughs> I was like, what program is this? I was like, are, are people just, are they just getting hijacked this frequently to where they need yes. this training? Apparently. <laughs> the yeah. job. So, so, so he's this, so he's this angry uh, ex cop, I guess, or whatever at this point, just, just uh, taking care of, yeah. just teaching this class or whatever like that. And they flash back to the scene as to what, what, what happened with his wife. And it's him and his wife in in this uh, convenience store. Yeah, shot in black you know, and white. Where, it's all strobed, right? Yeah, with, regular with saxophone re- music. Of course, re- regular night, regular night. You know what I'm saying? Just enjoy the night. He's all, oh yeah, baby. You, know, you better get over there with your fun. You know he's put on. He's, I, was like, I don't know if you guys caught that. With your sexy ass. Yeah, he's like with your oh, sexy yes. ass. Get over there. You know what I'm saying? So you know, he's like, yeah, go pay for that stuff up there. I'm gonna look at these chips back here. So he's, so he's all in the back and everything. Through stuff at just that point, that's when some unknown assailant comes in. Hey, here, give her all the money. Give her, give her, come on, yeah. it's Sam oh, Jackson from coming to America. Yeah, exactly. He's all move, bitch, and pushes his wife out of the way, and she's all freaking out, screaming, ah, ah, like going crazy at this point. He's like, come on, give me all the fucking money. Give me, give me all the money. And this is when Wesley Snipes comes in. Who, you know, at this point, he is a cop. Yeah. So that's when he comes around and he's like, all right. And instead of honestly just putting two in that guy's back Taking right out. then, he, he decides, hey, freeze. Mm. And that's when this guy's like, oh, shit, grabs his wife at that point. Mm. Hey, man, back the fuck up. Back up. I'll blow her brains out at this point. And what does he do? He does He does a smart thing, puts the gun down. But, I mean, he's he's arguing with the crazy person at this point. The what, guy shoots. What, what convenience store thief? Exactly. <laughs> You shouldn't have tried to stop me in the first place. Now you're going to have to pay. And shoots her and leaves Wesley Snipes there with a gun that he could just grab. That's and a good point. What is he, and what does he do right after he runs out? Shoots his ass yeah. like six times through the window right well, there. Well, you know, and, it's that kind of decision making that got that guy there in the first place, understandably. But I'm... But I'm like Wesley. What the, what the fuck? Where was this? I was like, you should have did this like two minutes ago. As soon as you got the drop on the guy, you lay his ass down. It's what you should have did. He was yeah, trying to I, play by the rules. He doesn't shoot anybody other than that guy in no. the rest of this movie. He lets he? his feet do the talking. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Why why do I need to yeah. shoot somebody when I got these guns attached to my legs? Oh, right oh here? my god. <laughs> he he kicks. Charles Rain gets like three nut shots in a row. Oh my god! That's yes. another thing. Yes, Wesley's life yes. fucking fights dirty, man. Like, with a, yes. I, I appreciate it at that point, but still, it's like you like to see your hero have some integrity when it comes to their fights. Oh, yeah. It's not if just he looking... was a professional wrestler; he'd be getting booed. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh my. It's like, damn, Wesley, again? Another one. Another one. Well, I mean, it's to be expected at this point because we've already seen him, like, roundhouse cops. Like, there's that one cop that he just fucking roundhouses. Oh, yeah. Who just got in his way. Okay. 
he runs so I understand he's being escorted. He's got those two cops, and he kind of beats them up on the stairs, yes. right? <laughs> beats them up, like just yeah. annihilates oh. them. Runs, runs out of the building. There's this other cop hanging out, just like doing his own. Doesn't thing. even know. Just like, just like wondering, like, hey man, why are you running up on me like this? <laughs> and, and he like kicks this dude into next week. <laughs> so you thought he was you'd think he was one of the bad guys he's like man wesley that guy's on your side okay right and his whole thing is right now he's trying to clear his name that he isn't a terrorist yeah exactly <laughs> hey round health kicking cops is the way to go joe <laughs> and then steals his bike <laughs> and dooms the fuck off right after the bad guys. Like, how did you already know where they were? Like, he knew exactly where they were. Wesley Snipes is kind of a fuck up throughout this movie. Um, like, <laughs> um, and like, it doesn't even. You don't even wait until afterwards to find out that he fucks. Up. Like that one cop, the chief chief Biggs or whatever the guy's name is. Gives him yeah. the gun, like when he's about to climb on the plane. They're in the car. They're riding along the side of the of the wheel. Wesley Snipes going to climb up onto the plane. He's like, "Here's my wife's gun. Don't lose it." And like, not 15 seconds later, you see it, plank, plank, just like falls onto the runway. It's like, hey, you kind of needed that. Why even put that in? Why exactly. did you even put that in? Why waste our time? Because at the end, when he's like, "Hey." Hey, what's what's up, Cutter? Where's my wife's gun? <laughs> and I, I like that they're all like, uh, <laughs> like, what is it when he after he beats the bad guy in the plane and he calls back and he's like, Biggs, is that you in the flesh? Well, that's a revolting thought. And then everybody was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like all of these guys. All of a sudden, this guy went from like racial stereotyping to like their BFFs. Yeah, right. oh, we're just in a matter of hours now. It's like I'm, we're. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that character had a Dixie flag on his sleeve. <laughs> exactly. He called him boy at least three times. <laughs> that is that true. I, that I counted. That it's is like, true. Boy, I'm. He was like, boy, I'm sick of you talking about. <laughs> but now, oh man, yeah, Cutter, poor Wesley. Like, like poor what is these? Everybody in this movie is the worst version of themselves. Like, what is the first thing that a cop does when he stops you on the side of the road? Asks for license and registration. Wants mm-hmm. to see ID. Like asking for ID is like the last thing any of these cops do. <laughs> yes. Shoot first. Ask questions <laughs> later. He's like, "Hey, no, I'm security for the for the airline." The guy's like, "Yeah, right." I'm like, "Bro, he could be. Just use your lot. Use your logic." If he was a terrorist, why would he be laying down under the plane? Yeah, exactly. He's a terrible. He's a terrible terrorist. He's really he well, to be <laughs> fair, the actual terrorists, like their plan, his plan is to get caught again, is to leave but they the don't plane. Know that. No, but I'm yeah. saying true. But I'm just saying, uh, like it's 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 part of his plan all throughout to get caught again. I I don't know what the end game was. I guess they had to refuel the plane, right? Yeah, but, uh, I don't. Yeah, I feel like they could have done that without sneaking off the plane and then getting everybody back on. And to that end, how did he assemble this group? Like, how did they know what flight he was going to be on? Like, yeah. first of all, like to be a flight attendant, as we saw earlier in the first scene, you have to go through some training, right? There's got to be exactly. a whole school. Yeah, fucking Elizabeth Hurley. Who's like one of the the henchmen? Yeah, she gets to be uh, the guy that they let on. Uh, yeah, who's not, like not Michael Ironside. <laughs> yes, that There's guy, Mister Forget, and then not Michael Ironside who's yeah. underneath in the galley. They're both like working for the airport. Like, like this is the long con, and it's the really long con. <laughs> how did they? How did he know? Again, leads back to the first scene. How did he know the SWAT team was going to bust on him in on him exactly at twelve o'clock while he's getting his plastic surgery done? 
So you know that there's a uh, there was a cut sequence in the movie. <laughs> I do they know. Sh- they show in the TV version. There's a yeah. scene with Charles Rain. He explains why he keeps asking people what time it is. No, oh, what's the it's answer? Because, because he wants people to know their time of death. What? <laughs> it's so dumb. Jesus. So oh wow. Wow. Another little bit of trivia. Uh-huh. Did you know that th- this movie was written with Sylvester Stallone in mind as the main character? I believe that. Oh. That is why there's a character in the movie named Sly. Oh, man. <laughs> Sly Del Vecchio. Del- man, yeah. when I saw Todd Sizemore show up and they're calling him Del Vecchio, I was like, how do I know that name? Like, that sounds very familiar. <laughs> Yeah, boy. Oh, oh man. As soon as soon as they said it the first time, I was like, "Oh shit! This is, oh, is this my new favorite?" That might have been when I was like, "I like this movie." That's why that so your, your opinion was colored by the name of the character. As and they soon, and then they said, they, so said they said it so many times, so many times. I like when they asked him to spell it. D E L Vecchio. Oh my god. I, I had to look after I saw that. I looked at the character list. I was like, there has to be someone named Johnson in this movie. And there oh, wasn't. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, we were so close. Almost there. <laughs> Almost there. For a split oh, second, I thought you picked this movie on purpose and you knew there was a character uh, named Bill Beckett. No, I, I had no idea. This was like the cherry on top of Beautiful <laughs> Sunday. It's like, oh man, there's so many gems in this movie. Did you call Luigi in for a second? Like, oh, I know. I thought that's the he was watching it for a second. And I told him, I was like, man, oh my God, you don't understand. That's your last name, Del Vecchio. He's like, he's like, he's what? like bro, that's not my cool, last name. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. That's what me and Joe, the last name is. That's your last name now, Del Vecchio. You're in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're Tom Sizemore in maybe the most un-Tom Sizemore role I've ever seen him play. Or a.k.a. his best role. Like, he's fucking chewing up. He was amazing. I loved him in this. Oh, yeah. No, he's great. It's just not like any other Tom Sizemore role you've ever seen. Yeah, he's just like the – he's the cool head. He's the straight place. cool head, the wacky comic relief played by Tom Sizemore. (laughs) And then he'd go on to do uh, True Romance right afterwards, right? Yeah, True True Romance. He was in uh, what did he do? Also, um, oh well, he was uh, Heat. He was Heat, in Heat, Saving Private oh. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Taken Too Man, Soon, yeah. right? Uh, Harley Davidson, The Marlboro Man. What do you mean Taken Too Soon? He's Isn't still he with dead. Us. No, what? are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh shit, I gotta look this up now. Oh, I could have swore Time Sizemore was no longer with us. Yeah, you got to check that. <laughs> you got to make sure. <laughs> you got to make sure. That. Much like, much like Chief of Police Biggs, you should check on that. <laughs> oh, hey, this just in: uh, Tom Sizemore still alive. There you go. Oh, oh. <laughs> I guess it was just that rehab, that stint of rehab that uh, I was thinking. Oh my God. Yeah, Black Hawk Down. <laughs> I love that. If you're in rehab, you're dead. <laughs> to me, he was dead to me. Oh my like, God! He's like a he's like a dog <laughs> when they don't see you anymore. They think you die. <laughs> Like, but yeah, he's uh, he's probably putting in one of his best performances here. Definitely one of the best actors in the film. Uh, oh and, yeah, uh, but uh, still not as entertaining, I think, as uh, as that main character. I just love the yeah. uh, the nuance. Really, you like Charles Rain? Huh? I don't like him as an actor. I'm saying I like the character. I like that he goes from "Don't talk about my childhood." Uh, also, I'm going to casually work in little tidbits about my childhood, unsolicited. <laughs> yeah. 
You want to know how hey, I got I'm these pretty, scars? I'm pretty sure that you're not allowed to beat up your lawyer when you're in prison. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's going to go right outside and tell a cop, I can't be this guy's lawyer. Look at my nose. Yes. He, look what he just did to me well, in the room. This guy's insane. Also, don't they have like guards that like still hang out? Like I know there's attorney-client privilege. Well, there's got to be but some. But don't they still have like some kind of monitoring yeah, going on? Two-way mirror They're there? Supposed They're supposed to. That way you don't get fish hooked by your, uh, by your client. <laughs> yeah, by your client. Along those same lines, there's usually like – they show earlier in the movie that there's always like a terrorist watching the activity in the cockpit. But for that split second, when Wesley Snipes comes climbing out of like the little <laughs> yeah. compartment yeah. to be in the cockpit, hey guys. there's no terrorist there. He's like, don't you? worry. I'm one of the good ones. And the pilots are so casual. They're cool about, about it. it. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Sounds well, good. Well, I mean, that's not that's not the craziest thing they've seen <laughs> that, that day. It is. They just saw their boss get shot in the face. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, a good point. Also, they're like the only characters who don't racial stereotype. That's uh, fortunate for they him. Are. They Dude, are. Everybody, everybody, everyone this, else, everybody in this movie is totally. St- what are you going to expect from a movie that has literally three black characters in it? There are three. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yes. Flight attendant. There's oh, and then uh, the, the FBI agent. Yeah, the flight attendant and, and Wesley and Snipes. Snipes. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's <laughs> insanity. Insanity. Um, guess they didn't bet on black. Me, the, they did it, not. And, and I'm glad. You, I'm glad you said that. That's exactly where I'm going right now. <laughs> okay. Always bet on black should have been Wesley Snipes. I'll be back. I am pissed that they didn't work that into every Wesley Snipes movie after this. <laughs> It is. It's so cheesy. It's so dumb. It but at is. the same time, it is so money. Oh, it's I love so it. Money. I, yes. I wish I were black so I could use that line, Tess. I'm sure you've man, used it before. Oh man, I'm using it everywhere from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Getting gas. They're all black. <laughs> oh yeah, give me those donuts. Better on black. <laughs> You know, you know what would have been really cool? It would have been really cool if he actually got that catchphrase from the guy who was robbing the convenience store and shot his wife. Oh, there you go. And he dude like, was like, oh, he's bet on black. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you should have never tried to stop me. Bet on black. <laughs> and like somehow that's part of his origin story. That that's why that's right. he's like Batman. Like, no, yes. And he's just always oh, bet on black. Bet on black. Hey, speak, <laughs> speaking of his wife, uh, was that the was that the girlfriend from Clerks? Or it may just been the fact that she was in a convenience store and it was shot in black and white. But I could have yeah, swore. No, that was the it actress was who sucked 37 dicks. All right. It was not. No. <laughs> well, good for her. It was definitely, it was definitely not. She her. had those teeth. <laughs> Everybody in this movie is a horrible aim unless they have a gun right next to somebody's head. That's right. Like, like Douglas and his daughter <laughs> that, they, that we learn about. And then Charles Rain just shoots him. Just, guys, we are just like <laughs> firing guns just – so casually in this pressurized compartment. On an airplane, I know. That shit should have gone down way earlier than it did in the film. And also, I love the super realistic depiction of a uh, cabin depressurizing. And uh, <laughs> people are just able to like hold on <laughs> to, to bars. If you hold on really tightly, like that's a bad message to send if you're ever on an airplane crash. Like that's, oh, that's, yeah. Your ass is getting sucked out unless you got that seatbelt on. <laughs> exactly. Have you ever seen what's what's the um the movie Fight Club. Oh, Alive? Oh. Alive, the plane crash sequence in Alive. Is it when super see, realistic? Like, yeah, where like the the hole opens up in the plane and like a whole row of seats goes, Oof. which made it made me realize, ooh. So if I'm buckled in, <laughs> yes. I'm screwed. 
Good news is you'll still be in your seat. Bad news is she may not be attached to the plane anymore. And I may or may not be dinner for whoever survives. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do, you remember, do you remember the plane crash scenes in uh, Drop Zone? I, was, they, I remember them being better than the <laughs> no, ones in this. I don't remember <laughs> anything about Drop Zone. I, I remember them being better than the ones in this. That's the thing. Why, why do I yeah. feel like we're going to have another Wesley Snipes oh, movie with oh, a oh, again? Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, wait! Wait to get ahead of me, Joe. Well, as, as long as they're uh, as long as they're all an hour and twenty minutes, like I'm fine with that. Like I saw the oh, running time of this film, like an hour and twenty three minutes and five minutes of that this is credits. Like when you're talking about they ran this on TV and they were adding scenes, it sounds like they had to pad time just to get it to a normal movie length. Bro, and it feels like they they completely padded time putting it. Yeah, that was Sarah's <laughs> Thanks for catching that. <laughs> I thought you were doing that to me, blowing kisses. She's she's going to bed early. We got a sleep number bed. Ooh. Oh. What's your sleep yeah, number? So she, uh, I don't know yet. I've got it set at like a, a 60, I think. Mm, yeah, we we do 45. Try the 45. Mm, it's yeah. nice. Just I enough will. comfort. I'll, I'll try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, know, don't know the scale. That's good. You know what? Zero to one. When this is all over, we'll have you on the bed. We'll get your sleep. All right. Sounds good. That doesn't seem awkward at all. Always been on sleep number. What I was saying is like they're definitely there's definitely that feeling that they're padding for time when we show up in a carnival with sleep. I'm like, I thought this was a movie on a plane. Why okay. did they at a state fair? I have now? some questions about that because not only do they they fly over this state fair, <clears throat> the state fair like, they, like they've got you know uh, um, Ferris wheels set up and all sorts of rides, but it's directly adjacent to this small little <laughs> airport. <laughs> airport, <laughs> like that's the worst possible place. Like, how did they get clearance for that? And then also the last shot of the scene is them setting off fireworks. <laughs> From this, yes. like, yeah. can you do that like, next to a landing strip? <laughs> a clown got shot. Oh yeah. yeah, but they're still celebrating because you know the show must go on, Joe. Like we haven't closed this thing down. <laughs> that poor clown. I gotta admit, I rewound that shot because I was Dude, like, did they just clown. fucking shoot that clown? That clown. Uh, I mean, he had it coming. He shouldn't have been dressed that way. Let that be a lesson to you, clowns. But what a crappy terrorist. How do you accidentally shoot a clown instead of Wesley? <laughs> <What's he saying? laughs> yeah, he thought he looked just like him. <laughs> Always bet on clown. Oh my God. <laughs> we need a t shirt that says that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Always bet on clown. Oh my. <laughs> also, oh, talking God. about the, the short runtime. There's that scene at the beginning where uh, Tom Sizemore is introducing um, Wesley Snipes to uh, oh who's that one guy Bruce Greenwood yeah there you go played uh, Captain Pike from the Star Trek yeah. reboot yeah. movies uh, uh-huh. and and it's like a it's like one of those uh, Quentin Tarantino roaming 360 degree camera shots around a right, table except we get none of the conversation <laughs> have, uh, immediately after they start talking there's a dissolve that happens and the camera's yeah. still moving. And then it stops, well, and we get the end Wesley of the scene. Because Wesley Snipes is in the middle of saying some racist shit about Israelis. <laughs> no like, yeah. We got to cut away. We got to dissolve out of this. How do we get around? They didn't shoot any coverage, so uh, what are we going to do? <laughs> it's so funny because he's about to say some really repugnant shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like someone just like edited it out. Like, you want to know why uh, Air Israelis never had any, <laughs> oh, any hijackings? Oh, it's because... Cut that part out. Fade volume out. Come back. <laughs> Moments later, well, you're hired. <laughs> 
not only was he hired, like it's it's like one of those like like bad after school specials or something because he's like, well, uh, I uh, I just thought that I'd fly you out, meet the guys, <laughs> and then you could take your place as the new vice president. Like <laughs> you don't go interview for vice president jobs. <laughs> like I don't think that's like you sit down and just kind of have a time. Not decided I think that's over lunch. That's in the works. Like over the course of a month or so, you kind of get to know yeah, people. Got to and... talk to the HR lady first. <laughs> well, you also get to meet the rest of the team first and see yes. how you would fit yeah, in the dynamic. Chemistry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead, Bruce Green was just like, "I like your double-breasted jacket, <laughs> so I guess you got the job." I'm like, gonna bet on black. You hate Israelis like I do. You're oh hired. <laughs> Son, you're speaking my language. <laughs> so, like, I thought uh, that maybe there was going to be something underhanded that Bruce Greenwood was going to try to do. He's he, like, he did, I got a plan. He did seem like about uh, what's going on. Yeah, a little yeah. sneaky, right? Especially, he's got his hair slicked back. You never slick trust anybody back. with that slick back hair. I was waiting for that to come back around. They, they made a point of giving us that conversation of Bruce Greenwood talking to Time Sizemore saying, if, some, if, if we're able to solve this, say that we put him on a plane on purpose. If not, We'll come up with something else. I was waiting for that to kind of come back around. Like that Bruce Greenwood was kind of a, an asshole, and Wesley Snipes at the end decides, you know what? I don't want to work with him. Mm-hmm. But instead, at the end, we get Wesley Snipes is going to go. He's going to go fuck now. Yeah. It's oh okay yeah. To fuck. Oh yeah. Okay. One. I'm pretty sure she's been traumatized. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, so, so maybe she may need maybe a. She, she doesn't want it. She doesn't. She's been sexually harassed, raped Dude. with the villain's eyes throughout what? this entire movie. And like the things he was saying, what was he talking about? Her her dark, tight place. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I do like that they that Elizabeth Hurley's character at one point just like rolls her eyes. Yeah. And she's like, away. oh, oh, that old line. I've heard that one before. <laughs> he asked about your dark, tight place, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him fool you. So, oh like, God. but they're gonna walk. He gonna walk or where? Where are they walking to? <laughs> Just anywhere. They're in fucking Louisiana. <laughs> She's DTF. <laughs> DTF doesn't matter. Joe. You gotta get in now. Yeah. Also, not only is she uh, oh really over this whole tra- traumatic experience very quickly, but um, he goes from you know pining for his his lost wife. Like, he can't get over it. He's not even going to let the, the security lady at the airport who's feeling him up. He's not even going to get the digits there. But uh, no. all of a sudden, he realizes his life is fragile, and you got to fuck while you can. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like he kills the bad guy and gets her and just, like, takes his, his mouth and takes the ring off of his finger. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to start L-I-V-I-N. Yeah. I love that. I like that he's like, there's the part where he he calls her Lisa absentmindedly, mm-hmm. yeah. and she's like, "Who's Lisa?" And this motherfucker, who all he thinks about yes. is his dead wife Lisa. She's like, "Who's Lisa?" He's like, "What?" Yeah, a uh-huh. way to honor her memory, ass. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's funny because it's funny that scene that you're talking about. He does it. He's all he's picking at his pimples. At his pimples. <laughs> he's like, "Huh? <laughs> what?" Lisa, <laughs> you you think somebody was on set that could have given him some like oxy pads? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he could have did something about that. Uh, but no, she did fall for him very easily because mm-hmm. even that scene, that scene right before where he's trying to convince her, he's like, "No, you can't do that. That's crazy." He's like, "Just listen to me. We got to do this." No, why should I believe you? I'm the best. 
Well, all, all right. Let's go all right. It's like, wait, what? That's all he had to say? Like, You're the best at what? Yeah, exactly. Like, you, wait, this guy is trying to convince her she's the best. He's the same dude that was talking to her like five minutes earlier going, hey, look, I just don't like being on a plane. So all I'm asking is every once in a while, just come check on me. Like, what are you afraid is going to happen? Also, it's what like, do you know? Also, it's like, dude, I took your class. Like, you're not the best. Yeah. Trust me. I was already out outwitting you and doing moves on you. You didn't see coming. Shit. The 50-year-old guy got the gun out of your hand. Exactly. How good are you? Hate to see the worst. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, man. Oh, so, uh, so, yeah. What, what, what else do you guys have? Well, the final week? note I have uh, is just, uh, you know, we called it Fly Hard earlier because it is Die Hard on a Plane. Uh, and all the way up into the end where the villain gets his comeuppance, as always. And uh, uh-huh. we see that nice, long, slow shot as uh, he falls out of the plane to his death. A la, oh, uh, what's his name from Die Hard? Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber, that's right. He took a Hans Gruber out of uh He Grubered. <laughs> he Grubered. He got Grubered. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you ever needed a, if you needed any more um, uh, evidence as to what this movie wanted to be, there it is right there. Yeah. I'm yeah, surprised no, they weren't playing like some Mozart as he was falling out of the plane as well. <laughs> no, but what we did get is some like really shitty-ass Stevie Wonder song that was for this movie. And it was oh, about like oh, getting wow. high. Like called, It was called like get, getting high. Or that was Stevie Wonder? That was Stevie Wonder. Oh, no. How the mighty had fallen. (laughs) Oh, Stevie. Because that was embarrassing. It sounded like some uh, Belle Biv DeVoe B-side track. I mean, it's amazing he didn't see that one coming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He almost made me spit my water out. Oh, shit. (laughs) Rest in peace, Stevie Wonder. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, him and Tom Sizemore. Yeah. Turns out, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Or maybe he's, or he's just in rehab. No, no, Stevie's just in rehab. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Tess, do you have any final thoughts about this movie? Uh, well, would you recommend it? Let me ask you guys that. Would you recommend this film? I, I would. I would, but not for any of the reasons. I guess other people that people would. see movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, hey, it came out on my birthday. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good reason for someone to see it. <laughs> How do you critique uh, that? It uh, absolutely did. It came out on your birthday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Joel, what about Five you? stars. Uh, no, I'm not going to recommend this movie. Either. <laughs> it is short. It has that going for it. But there are, if you want a formulaic Die Hard like movie, there are so many other. Like watch Die Hard's two through five uh-huh. before you even get to this because they're all way more entertaining with uh, better acting <laughs> you know across the board. Die Hard two is Die Hard on a plane. There you go. Exactly. Watch Die Hard. Listen to our yeah. Die Hard two episode. See, this is uh, black Die Hard with, three, <laughs> with only three black people. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> See, even the producers didn't bet on black. <laughs> they did not. They did not. They absolutely did not. Who three? But that's what we're calling. Called, called so, here's, so here's where I stand. I would recommend this movie. Really? It's, yeah. Okay. Look. What? It's not because <laughs> of my not, birthday. It's because <laughs> of your birthday. It's not. No. It's not quite as bad as I remember it being. Mm. Um, some of the action sequences, even though they're highly unlikely and unrealistic, <laughs> they're still 
good and it's entertaining. And that's what you want a movie to be. Even if it's a bad movie, it's still entertaining. I had fun watching this horrible movie. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Nice. And as as far as cheap diehard ripoffs go, uh, you could do worse. I I mean, you could do better. (laughs) You can absolutely. (laughs) But there are some worse options out there. This was a fun time for an hour and 20 minutes. I never found myself bored. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, What did the movie do right? Uh, you've got a good point there, Joe. I will agree with you. I think uh, some of the action scenes and the choreography was good. Uh, the, the stunt people. I just narrow it down to the stunt people. They're really earning their pay here. There's that one guy. Well, you know, Wesley Snipes and the guy who played the main villain did their own stunts in this movie. Did they? Really? Wow. Well, yep. it shows. I mean, when you're, you're in a confined <laughs> space, you're shooting these scenes on a plane. It's not like you can cut to a wide shot and uh, yeah. have the stunt double step in. So uh, kudos to them for doing it. But also that one guy who's... Um, He's, uh, you know, sniping as uh-huh. the bad guy, and the two cops are they're uh, escorting him back onto the plane, and he takes out the two cops. Uh, yeah. Then he gets taken out. But that fall that he takes down the stairs, like yeah. he f- does some flips, and he falls like a good like ten feet, like yeah. and, and it's that's just like practically done. And that was that dude doing that. So uh, dude is still falling right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they cut to the credits. He's still like rolling down those stairs. But yeah, some uh, some good still stunt work in this film. For me, honestly, I I like the idea of the story because I can't say I like the story because there were definitely holes in it. Because you know, but that's but that's the the idea that it's like, oh man, there's a guy that has to save everybody on this plane. Like it's a good the way that you say it reminds you of Die Hard. It's like that's a good story. That okay, it was told like this in their rendition, and it wasn't the greatest, but we were still entertained. So yeah. for me, it's that Die Hard for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's specifically like, for Tess. It's like, specifically for Tess. It's like the Black Panther of Die Hard movies. <laughs> hey, Black Panther was amazing. Billion dollar film. <laughs> 57 forever. Uh, Fubu Die Hard. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Fubu Actually, I'm saying that. Is the direct, was the director even? Uh... Yes. Yes. Okay. What? Yes. Okay. Yeah, right. Kevin Hooks. Kevin, Kevin Hooks, Hooks? Is, a, is a black man. Oh, Good. one of us. Look at that. <laughs> wow. I'm looking at his IMDb page. The dude looks like Kanye. Yeah. Oh, what? He does. His brothers in this movie. Kanye West's brothers in this movie? No, no, no. no. I, think, <laughs> I think I think it's his brother who plays the FBI agent. Oh my god. He Nepotism. Does like Kanye. Right? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So. Um, but yeah, Wesley but Snipes I, does not look like Arsenio Hall. Sorry, go ahead. He <laughs> definitely does not. What's funny is that that comes back around. Um, yes, at the end. Yeah, there, there's well, no, there's an Arsenio Hall. I can't remember. Arsenio Hall's in a movie where, um, or he was on a TV show, and somebody kind of runs into him, and he's, and they're like, "Yeah, we loved you in Passenger 57." <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I can't remember where it was oh, that's now. Great. But, uh, but no, I think what this movie did right and it's just like what i had said why i would recommend it it's fun like it's manages yep. to still be a fun movie even though your villain is so one-dimensional like everybody's one-dimensional like i said everybody their characters are the worst at what they do they are the <laughs> absolute worst at what they do this is like and it gives me hope it's like well if these people could get themselves out of trouble <laughs> then obviously people who are competent <laughs> could get out of this situation 
Um, but it was it was just no. Besides, it's super fun to watch, and uh, and and right now, like it's you having a good time talking about it with your buddies and laughing about it. I don't feel like I wasted an hour and twenty minutes of my life. Uh, do I crave watching it again? Not immediately, no. But I'll probably I probably will watch it for oh, some yeah. laughs. I guess I guess what I'm trying to say. Long story short, too late. Hmm. Um, is that I feel like everybody who made this film knew the kind of movie they were making true and and they leaned into it and it it was all for the right reasons uh and it's it's a super fun movie to watch what did this movie do wrong Ooh, uh as much as i like kind of that villain i think he's he's fun to watch but i i really needed them to flesh out that backstory and explain like how <laughs> well i mean not so much the childhood and his dad but like how is he able to orchestrate all of these things like they mentioned him having a sister at one point. Is that the Elizabeth Hurley character? Oh, I thought they were lovers. Yeah, I thought they were too. But I guess they're they both could... British, so they could be similar. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, there you go. So maybe she's the real mastermind who uh, concocted this plot and got everybody together because this guy's a, a colossal lives. fuck up. Yeah, that's uh-huh. right. No. Yeah. Maybe we'll see that in Passenger 58. <laughs> or, yeah, 8. Oh, yeah. 58. What comes out in 7? Just like, Nine, yeah, eventually. They, they go by odds. They go by yes. odds. Numbers. They're going to they're skip 58. You know, there's nobody in that seat. Always like, been on odds. There was nobody in that seat. Hey, I did like I did like that though the fact that how I was because I was wondering I was like how are they going to throw out the name of this movie well, I was like where, when are they going to be like I was like when are they going to uh, throw it out there or whatever and they did it in such a subtle way that I was like okay that's good instead of I mean, instead of, it was it was better so... than it being like him walking on the plane and like oh oh passenger fifty seven there you are <laughs> get to seat fifty seven oh there you go passenger fifty seven there you are. <laughs> Kind of exactly what they did. I mean, they kind of. Well, she at least did it while she was counting. She's like, "All right, well, for fifty, uh, four, five, fifty-six. Oh, oh, oh my god! god. Yes. How many times have you been on a plane? <laughs> a, a few. You okay. know, enough. And have you have you ever on any of your flights ever had the flight attendant walk by you and count which passengers? <laughs> Like, no, but to be fair, I've never. But to be fair, I never got on a plane in '92, so I don't know how good point what the policy was back then. Fair Joe. enough. That's a fair yeah. enough. Point. As a zygote, you weren't uh, aboard any planes in 1992. Not it. Not at all. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what that means, Me. but I'm gonna take yeah. disrespect. So I'm gonna take you to watch your mouth, Joe. <laughs> uh, Tess, what did this movie do wrong? Oh, for me, it, for me, it was the it, it was the corny one-liners actually, because every every single actor had one. Mm-hmm. The, the the villain was chock full of them from the beginning of the movie to the end. He had those movie, he had those lines that that you could tell the the writer kind of wanted people to remember after the movie. Oh yeah, him him and Wesley Snipes, but we didn't remember him for the good for good reasons at all. Uh-huh. They were all they were all pretty. So for me, that that was the worst thing he did. The corny. One-liners. And oh yeah, it is the nature of man to confuse genius with sanity. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, really? Uh, all right, bro. <laughs> that sounds insane. What you just said. <laughs> well, was, but maybe it was genius. I don't know. I'm always confusing. You're right. You're, you're, you're right. 
Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I, I will say my favorite thing he does in this movie isn't a spoken line at all. It's the little back and forth uh, pantomiming play he has with that nine year old boy sitting in the row. <laughs> oh, the room. oh yeah. <laughs> with a kid. Uh, <laughs> I just like that the dude is constantly looking at the camera to the point where, and I think it was just that he was directed to look at the camera so much as if it's the point of view of another character mm. that they even have him doing it when it's not supposed to be. Like there's there's one point where he goes into the tent where the livestock are mm. and he starts eating that little girl's popcorn or whatever, which <laughs> is right. creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he like is looking straight at the camera as he walks in. And I'm thinking, oh, he's looking at someone. He's looking at Wesley Snipes. But then like they cut to Wesley Snipes then coming into the tent. <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> who are you looking at, man? Also, a, a gunfight and a chase on a merry-go-round kind of a boring thing <laughs> you know? but you know well, what not boring it, it, it seems like a silly thing like you oh would it's think definitely silly you would, you would yeah. stop running and chasing someone and <laughs> Just run wait the for other them. way because they'll <laughs> come right to you if i stand still oh. although but still uh uh glorious to see the the heads of those uh, ponies those wooden ponies <laughs> just being <laughs> shot off exploding Exploding. i uh derived some enjoyment from that so i am mad at yeah. it yeah Okay, so what I thought this movie did wrong, obviously the soundtrack is a, a huge standout. Oh, yes, thank you. The soundtrack <laughs> is really bad. But of these diehard clones, all these diehard clones always fail at one simple element, okay. and that's making a villain truly menacing right? without having to physically illustrate it. Like Hans Gruber is brilliant, and he's meticulous in his planning and his execution, but he's also like really funny and very human, mm-hmm. whereas Charles Rain as well as every other diehard clone villain, mm-hmm. is just this one-dimensional facsimile. And they always give him, like, kind of one feature of what's Hans Gruber-ish. Like, with this character, this character, like, quotes literature, sure. like how Hans Gruber does. But then he's also a martial arts expert. Yes. And that's, like, where it becomes uninteresting, where your villain is everything. And that's why Die Hard did it right, where you've got Hans Gruber, who's the mastermind, and he truly is the mastermind of what's going on. But then the muscle is the Carl character, who's like the martial arts expert. And like everybody kind of has their own little specialty. And that's what makes it fun when they bring it together mm-hmm. for Die Hard. For this movie, it just wasn't fun. It was That wasn't interesting for me. I agree. Um, uh, but I think in like... I think in the in the the pantheon of what I enjoyed about this movie, mm-hmm. it seems like a very minor nitpick because I still enjoy everything else around it. I okay. love how cheesy and bad this guy is as an actor. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. it's just trying to clone Die Hard and that ongoing struggle of like they just never get the villains right. Um, if we were going to remake Passenger Fifty Seven today, how would we do that? I've got seven recasts here and a little bit of a theme going on. I have eight. All right. And I also have a theme going on. Ooh. Ooh, I've got no theme, but I also do have eight as well. Okay. All right. Well, uh, the low man on my totem pole is uh, Forget. <laughs> is the character's name? Oh, I don't even. I don't even have him. Forge. Yeah. Forge oh, yeah. is how it's pronounced. He's the French. By the way, I love when he's entering the plane, and him and Elizabeth Hurley, who are both in on the the deal, like they're both part of the bad team, yet they have to stop down and have this conversation. Like, who is this benefiting? Like you both it know, it off the audience, Joel. No, it didn't. It didn't at all. Like it, it clued <laughs> us in. It's oh, these people know each other. Oh, why are we spending so much time on these characters and their interaction? Well, clearly, they're both bad people. But yeah, that seemed. Uh... She obviously knows his name. <laughs> okay, who's who plays him? I went with Andy Circus for that guy. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. 
Did you did you have him, Tess? I did not have four. Yeah, I don't. I don't have you four. Forgot to cast forget. Uh, no, I wouldn't say I forgot. Let's <laughs> <I was> just <laughs> say he was pretty forgetful. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. Okay, so who 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 do you have next, Tess? Who's your low man? My low man is Dwight Henderson. He's the uh, he's the uh, black uh, FBI agent. Oh, that's okay. right. Yeah, and for that role, I recasted Martin Lawrence. Oh my God. <laughs> now, like Bad Boys One era Martin Lawrence or Bad Boys Three with fifty extra pounds oh, and ba- uh, oh man, oh man, Bad Boys Three Martin. <laughs> yes, exactly. Gotta be, yeah. gotta be the old season Martin Lawrence mm-hmm. in that role. He's got that's the only way it's gonna do it right. Hey, ah. did I did I mention that I just realized I just learned that the reason Die Hard Three or not Die Hard Bad Boys Three is good is because Michael Bay didn't direct it. I saw you oh. post that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let me confirm I didn't that. realize it. Michael Bay did not direct it, and I was like, oh, well, that's why it's a decent movie. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, my Dwight Henderson, FBI, played by Samuel L. Jackson. Oh. oh. I, went with, yeah. I went with Don Cheadle for that guy. If, oh, okay. You better hope if anything happens to him, I'll press motherfucking charges myself. <laughs> Motherfucking charges. <laughs> there was a shortage of motherfucker in this movie. Uh, all right, who's next? Uh, we can do Vincent. He's the sharpshooter who takes the uh, nasty fall at the end. Him. I didn't yeah. put him in there. I went with uh, Hugo Weaving because I thought that guy kind of had that look. <laughs> Balding nice. Hugo Weaving. Uh, yeah. I went. I went with Michael Kelly, otherwise known as Doug Stamper from House of Cards. Nice. Oh, oh, that guy's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also bald. Yeah. Did uh, did anybody cast Chief Leonard Biggs? I of oh, course, dude. Got to definitely, definitely. Okay, I went with Chris Pratt for that one. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that'd be nice. I can see that. All right, yeah. goofy that. P- playing his Andy Dwyer character. Yes, uh-huh. I like that. A little on the young side, but uh, I'll accept yeah. it. I went with uh, James Spader in that role. I mean, not anymore. James uh-huh. Spader would be good. Mm-hmm. Spader. I went with John C. Riley. Oh, he looks just like John C. Riley. fucking perfect. Exactly. All right. Tess wins, wins that round. Uh-huh. All right. Who's next? I went with uh, Elizabeth Hurley's character. Oh, Sabrina Ritchie. That's right. Uh, how about another Elizabeth? Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, that's what I picked, too. Did you really? Yep. Oh. I, went with, I went with Gal Gadot. Wonder Woman. Wonder Good Woman. Deal. Dude, I, and the can, I, can never, Witch. I can never pronounce her last name. <laughs> it's, it's good to Yeah, Elizabeth oh, yeah. Olsen. There's there's something about her character. I was like, I totally see Elizabeth Olsen playing this character. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good one. Uh, all right. Accent. Who do we have? Who do we got? Uh, how about the, uh, we could do uh, Tom Sizemore. Did, did you guys recast the uh, Bruce Greenwood character, Stuart Ramsey? I did not. No. I, I did. I'll just run through that real quick. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, oh interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll do uh, I'll do Robert Redford. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. So the Tom Sizemore character, Sly Del Vecchio. Del Vecchio. That's right. Yeah. I went with uh, Mark Ruffalo for Del Vecchio. Nice. Oh, okay. I went with Bobby Cannavale. Nice. <laughs> yes. Right. He's good. Well, Bobby Cannavale uh, was in a movie with this guy that I picked for my Sly Del Vecchio, uh, playing the new stepdaughter to his stepfather to his daughter. Uh, but this would be. 
Paul, Paul Rudd. Paul motherfucking oh, Rudd. That's great. Brian Del Vecchio. Dude, I could not see it. Like, every time Tom Sizemore was on screen with his little comic relief stuff, I was like, I bet Paul Rudd would do this way better. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? <laughs> Paul Rudd doesn't play second fiddle to anybody. Like, he's a star, no. okay? He's not the... Yeah. He's leading <laughs> like, material. Like, at the end, Wesley Snipes is walking away. And I was going to mention this earlier. Wesley Snipes is walking away. Tom Sizemore's like, hey, wait, what? what's going on? And he's like, I want to go on vacation. <laughs> done. <laughs> I I also want to raise. Done. And I'm like, I see Paul Red doing that. Yeah. yeah done. Yeah. That's true. Look at you. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never I'm never mad at Paul Rudd. I like it. No, never, never ever. No. All right. So I am down to my uh final three yep, here. The top three. So do we want to do Marty Slayton first? Is yeah, he... let's go there. Who's that? <laughs> Marty Slayton. That's the the, the flight Love attendant. It. Yeah. Oh, that's her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have flight attendant written. In my version, played by Tessa Thompson. Ooh, oh. nicely done. I went with uh, Letitia Wright, who uh-huh. you may know as Shuri oh. from uh, Black Panther. Yeah, and her sister Letitia left. <laughs> <laughs> but also spelled with a W. Got Zoe Kravitz for my character. Oh, oh very nice. strong, strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all, right. all right, so Charles Rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So originally... I was going to do. Uh, I was going to cast Matthew McConaughey as Charles Rain. Oh, I like that. Do, doing the accent. Doing the accent. <laughs> well, maybe doing the accent. I kind of saw him playing the same role he played in The Dark Tower, where he'd just be walking around going, "Tell me, Cutter. Come on, Cutter. You you couldn't save him like you didn't. You couldn't save your father, right, Cutter? Um, no, so." Because I had my theme going, though, of the MCU, I went with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch instead. Oh, that's a great oh. one. And that's exactly my theme as well. But I went with Tom Hiddleston. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I went a whole other uh, category. I mean, not category, but a whole other theme. And I don't know how to say his first name, but I went with the guy who played Billy from Stranger Things. Is it? Oh, What's yeah. Yeah. I just felt like Billy. Billy. Yeah, the, uh, bl- the the brother. The older brother, the blonde, blonde hair character. The, the oh, cute okay. one. The lifeguard. <laughs> Yeah, the oh, crazy the one who went crazy who went, who went wild right. who was smashing shit. Oh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's like D his uh it's I'll look Decker it Montgomery. Decker Montgomery. Uh, Decker, Decker Montgomery. Yeah, Decker Montgomery. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Cool. Um All right. okay. So wait, who was yours, Joel? Oh, yours was Tom uh Tom Middleton, but uh honorable mention, uh Paul Bettany as well would have Paul worked. Bettany. Mm. Okay. So finally the main character, Here our Passenger 57. Yep. John Cutter, obviously my original thought was going to be Idris Elba Uh-oh. since I had oh. Matthew McConaughey too. But ne- then I decided to go with Anthony Mackie. Damn it. That's exactly mm. who I went with because I think he's wow. charismatic and uh, mm. he's got the look to do the action. I like it. Uh-huh. Well, I went with Michael B. Jordan. Michael <laughs> B. Or- Michael B., man. I felt like I couldn't go any other way. Um, I just, the whole movie. Solid. That's good. That would be a good one. I would watch a Michael B. Jordan Passenger 57. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this all, whole thing going to be directed by John Favreau for me. Ooh, oh, I like it. Oh. Adam guys- McKay for me. There you go. I'll go with the Russo brothers. There you go. That's for doing Marvel. Guys, if you have any thoughts about Passenger 57, thoughts about what we've had to say, or if there's something about the movie that we never mentioned and you've been screaming at your podcast, like, you guys haven't mentioned this thing, yeah. let us know about it. Go to facebook.com slash editing bay or in Facebook on that search bar, put the uh, the editing bay, find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, click on that, and uh, that takes you to our little, our little home on the interwebs. Uh, and you can let us know what you think about the movie. Uh, if you have ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, you can go ahead and put those there. And 
and we'll add them to the list. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's not The Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It's somewhere in between. It's EditingBay.com. Please go there and bookmark it. Anytime you need to know anything about our little podcast, you're going to find it right there on EditingBay.com. We've got... Uh, Links to our social networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, as well as our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Always follow us there. You're always going to know what movies we're doing next because we like to switch it up. I think this one uh, was a switch up, as was last week's. So uh, be in the know by following us at the Editing Bay on Twitter. Uh, all that and more on EditingBay.com. Hey, leave us a rating and a review on your podcasting app. A five-star rating would be fantastic. And then a nice little review. Let us know what you like about the show, even if there's criticism. If you think there's something we could be doing better, as long as you make a five-star criticism, then we're good. Because you know what? If you leave less than five stars, you know what you are? You're a racist <laughs> hillbilly cop from Louisiana. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we don't want you on your watch. We don't. We don't want you here. Mm-mm. Get out of here. Get we don't serve your kind here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See how does that feel? Uh, speaking of reviews, Joe, that's right. You can do that. Uh, we had a uh, recent review from uh, this was from March twenty third, so just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, MCH thirteen eighty three. Always uh, love those usernames. <laughs> This rolls right off the tongue. Uh, said five out of five stars. I don't always agree with their opinions or even love the movies that they choose. I wonder what movies he could be talking about. But this is one of the most entertaining <laughs> podcasts around. Uh, and then back in uh, 2019, uh, Aaron Soon said, uh, Hilarious due to sing every time a phrase from a song is said. The best part of the show is their great chemistry and easy banter. When they eventually get to the movie review, expect erudite insights and astute observations. Love it. So thank you for those uh, lovely reviews. And uh, if you review us, maybe I'll uh, read yours on the air next time. Oh, that's great. Hey, Tess, tell your friends to post more reviews. Yeah. I will. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Joel, what are we going to do next week? Next week, uh, so I know we just did a uh, honoring uh, the late passing of Brian Dennehy with last week's Gladiator. Listen to our Gladiator episode. Not that Gladiator. Another <laughs> the other 1992's one. Gladiator, uh, starring Brian Denny, and uh, the news just came. Was that today or yesterday? Jake? It was today. About I heard the news today. today. That's oh, right. Yeah. Well, actually, technically, it'll be yesterday since it's now. That's right. It's now after midnight, but on the at twelve twenty, the twenty ninth of uh, April. It's, the, it's three times as hard. <laughs> 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 The uh, uh, we heard about the uh, the sad and early passing of uh, a guy's name is Irfan Khan, and uh, you may recognize that name. I use him a lot for recasts. Um, you would have known him, that's right uh, as one of the detectives from the Slumdog Millionaire. He was also the grown up yeah, Pi yeah, yeah, in Life of Pi. Yeah, yeah, Joe loves to sing yeah, the uh, Slumdog Millionaire Oh man, I wish we were still broadcasting on Facebook Live. You'd be able to see Joe's doing his Slumdog Millionaire dance. Look at how he's doing it. They call me pissing. My name was pissing. Richard Barker. Wow, already insensitive. Uh, about the passing of Irfan Khan, uh, taken too soon. The guy's only 53 years Wait, old. Wait, is he guy. really dead or is he in rehab? No, this is absolutely... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, sadly, uh, this is real. He did pass. Uh, and uh, love the guy so much. He's so great. Taken too soon. Yeah. And uh, I'd love to uh, review a movie of his. But most of his movies are pretty good. 
And uh, the, the so, <laughs> we can do that. Once we can't. No, no, not on this podcast. Not after Passenger Fifty Seven. Always <laughs> bet on bad. Hey, dude, you've had <laughs> what, three in a row that you've had to do like just really bad films. That's yes, it's true. So, well, this isn't really bad, but um, uh, it may not be this director's best. Joe, have we ever done a Wes Anderson film on this podcast? I don't think we have. I don't think we have, and it's way overdue. Uh, but unfortunately, we're going to start with uh, the lowest rated of his uh, oeuvre. And that is uh, the Darjeeling Limited, uh, which had a, huh. uh, a role with Irfan Khan in it. So you know, also, I've never seen this one. I have not seen this one either. Uh, he's got a new movie coming out later this year. I mean, maybe if people start releasing movies again, we'll be able to see it. Uh, but until then, to tide us over, we're going to watch the Darjeeling Limited from director Wes Anderson, also starring uh, Luke Wilson, Jason Schwartzman, and uh, Adrian Brody. Oh, mm-hmm. nice! And All a right, cameo cool, from boy. Natalie Portman. <laughs> be on the lookout. Uh-huh. That's right. Oh. May or may not have chosen this movie based on that cameo alone. Tune in to find out. Yeah. It's so funny because you had me at Jason Schwartzman, and then like you're like Natalie Portman. I was like, eh. Oh, you know? come on. <laughs> what? Love her. Blasphemy. I mean, Gideon Graves, you got me. I'm oh. in. <laughs> but Padme Amidala? <laughs> it's not her fault. Anybody would have taken that role. It really wasn't her fault. All right, guys. So uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Jeff, thank you very much. Yeah. Tess, good job, sir. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joel, oh, pleasure. <laughs> I don't think he agrees with you. <laughs> all right. Never mind. The pleasure's all mine. <laughs> guys, we'll see you next week for the Darjeeling Limited. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.